existence In existence, join the resistance Come on, let's start by talking tactics Have a pass and match us Here's how we practice Hey everybody, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. This is Patrick Riccardi. And this week we're doing our 100th episode spectacular. Yahoo! It's not actually our 100th episode, nor do I think it will be spectacular. Nor do we have a topic. Yeah. So, goodbye everybody. Goodbye everybody. Now, well, we're we're almost to 100 episodes, but, you know, I, it's kind of an arbitrary thing to celebrate. A hundred, just because it's divisible by one. I don't know. I guess. Well, I guess that's why it's important. Most people live to a hundred now. What with medical advances, thanks Obama. But only the good die young. Yeah, I, it's funny. I guess Billy Joel is not good because he did not die young. Sadly, he sadly he did not die before he wrote. We didn't start the fire. Although I always hear like people say teachers use that in history class and that song and I just think those kids must hate that teacher. Well they use it in history class to show you think my class is boring? Think yeah. of how you have to suffer if I use this to actually teach you. That could yeah, that could be the case. It's uh it's weird. I was thinking about um history class the other day and uh like how how like now how much more I know about what went down during certain periods of history that they just didn't teach in class at all. I mean, it was all very, kind of a very whitewashed, uh, version of American history. Did you, did you get feel the same way or? Uh, I guess. Well, I mean, specifically what, what are you, what are you talking about? I don't about? know. Like given the Indians smallpox and shit or sorry, native Americans, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. It was it was all just kind of very for the most part very pro American, the uh the textbooks that we had anyway. Which I guess makes sense since they're all made in Texas. <laughs> That's interesting. I mean I I don't know all the specifics of how that worked, but it is interesting how, how much Texas has control over textbooks in the US. Yeah, and if there's any state you really don't want well, I guess Mississippi either. Um well, they don't use textbooks. They use pamphlets that were written in 1910. Well, I thought they used mud and clay tablets. Um, yeah, no, and of course, uh, I can't think of the specific reference I was thinking of uh, when when the thought occurred to me. But I, I always also found American history super boring. Um, I liked like were, I liked European history a lot, but I, probably because they had like knights and shit. You know, they fought dragons and. Uh, I don't know what kind of history you're taking they, that they, includes fighting dragons. You know, they buried their kings under parking lots and stuff. That was great. Uh, but American history really bored the shit out of me. Did, did there come a point where you thought you realized American history is not that boring, or is it just? Yeah, I think I think reading more as an adult, like not textbooks, but actual history books by people who. Uh, delved into shit a bit more. I, fa- I find it a lot more fascinating. Yeah, but, I, th- I I don't know it, if it's the teacher's fault that it was boring. I think as when you're young, you it's hard to teach with using all the information. You have to kind of have a broad perspective. 
and perhaps broad perspective is going to be more black and white and not as much gray. And I think as you're older, you're able to, to take in more, more of a nuanced view of history than you would when you were younger. Because when you're younger, if you're talking about, well, the smallpox thing, I think I remember talking uh, in my history classes when I was a kid talking about how, not specifically the smallpox story, because I don't think the smallpox story is true. Is it? I think so. I think they did have smallpox blankets. It's probably not as big of a of an issue as it's been made out to be. But yeah, I think they did. At least one general or somebody did uh, recommend sending smallpox infested blankets to the Native Americans. And I, maybe I he actually didn't legend. do it. But anyway, if, whether it's true or not, the fact that the Native Americans were not treated as humans is 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 a valid point. Yeah, and it, it is kind of glossed over in the history in the history books I had anyway. Yeah, I think I, I, I don't. I think when I'm when you're a kid, I, I guess it's just maybe they think it's too scary to talk about things like that. I don't know. I, but I know by the time I was in high school, that the, the truth was was being we weren't talking about the pilgrims and Indians sitting around eating as the end all and be all of, of Native American European settler relations. Yeah, I, no, that's that's partially true. But even like slavery, like we. Though you know it was obviously mentioned, you you can't really completely gloss over three hundred years of that. Um, but it wasn't. It, w- there was not a lot of like accounts from from slaves and slave narratives and stuff that we got exposed to. Even in high school, it was mostly uh, it was mostly you know some Texas uh, textbook writers' version of events. So yeah. Anyway. Slavery was good. They enjoyed themselves. <laughs> Who said that recently? They had a good, they had a good on the plantation. Uh, oh, God. some some politician, wasn't it? I don't. Somebody's stupid. So they're not worth our our time. Yeah, maybe it was Tom Cruise. Um. Yeah, history teachers are weird. Anyway, like I, maybe not everywhere, but I tend to assume they are. I remember I had a history teacher who had a ponytail he was like a you know drove a vw bus and shit um and probably was high every day in <laughs> class i don't know very hard to tell um i i had pretty good history teachers i i had one in high school that was the the basis of the class was we had to i mean there's different stuff going on in the class but one of the, our main like papers that went throughout this the year was we had to take a text like a fictional text or not necessarily a fictional text but a text that was purported to be about something historical, read it and find out how close to the truth it was. So I, I think I did the right stuff. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. I don't know how close it was, but that was the, it was a fun class because we were examining things more deeply. Than, You're investigating pretty much. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Was that? Did you have the internet at that time? Was no. that like a tool? You, oh yeah. It was pre-internet. This was 1925. Oh. So just a couple years before the internet, mm-hmm. that sucks. Yeah, my I know I didn't have the internet for my whole school experience either. Um, did have the library, and as I've mentioned before, I would just make up bibliographies, make up books and titles, and quote them. Uh, so, and that was much easier to do before the internet. <laughs> I never. I that's the kind of thing I thought. Oh, that would be funny if somebody did that, but I never ever did that. I did it all the time. I mean, it makes sense. No, who's going to check? Well, exactly. They just want to see that you did it. It's like resumes. Who's going to check all those jobs? Yeah. No, exactly. I, Chief I, of Staff at the White House? 
Don't mind if I do. Obviously, I was a male model. I think you can tell by looking at me. Uh, well, yeah. sure. You you carry you carry those envelopes really well. Oh, I get it. Male, like M A I L. I would be a good male model, M A I L model, because um, I'm definitely in better shape than most of the male carriers I see. Which is surprising because they have to walk long distances. Do they, or do they just drive their truck uh, every block and then just walk up to the doors? That's more what I see. <laughs> oh, my mailman walks long distances, but I guess some mailman. I, I have been in areas where the guy never gets out of his car, which I guess that would that would cause for a, a wide a wide bottom. Well, just look at Newman. Perfect Newman. Example. I can't say that very well. Newman. Is he our most famous mailman? I would think so. Probably, Definitely yeah. Pr- close. Probably Newman or Kevin Costner. Uh, I thought we agreed to never discuss Kevin Costner on this podcast. Well, if there's no way to do it when you're bringing up uh, the world's greatest mailman. It was a it was agreement that we made ten years ago when this show started. So. Thanks for not keeping up your end of the bargain. It's sad that it took us 10 years to get to 100 episodes. I mean, that's really only 10 episodes a year, which is not even monthly. But uh, that's how we roll. I think at one point I thought Kevin Klein was going to become a huge star. And that never happened, which is too bad because he's such an enjoyable actor. Yeah, I think he's, well, he's not, uh, you know, he's not gonna be good in action movies you know what i mean i think i i think he might have been good but i don't think he was especially interested in doing doing films that didn't have a lot of depth yeah why he didn't i think he might have been good in action movies he did he did good in in comedies for sure yeah he was charming he had that, the he had like kind of an action like he if he if they did an action movie that involves uh, sword fighting he would have been right there with everybody uh, everybody else who did sword fighting Oh yeah, uh, Lucy Liu, Michael Sarah, John Cleese. Who wasn't a good, funny movie with Kevin Klein? Oh, true. A Fish Called Wanda, did, and they did it like a kind of a sequel to that too, right? Which I never saw. I don't think you would call it a sequel. Just a sequel in that it was the same actors, but sequel the, in spirit. Yeah, yeah. It was it was funny, but not nearly. Not nearly as good as, as A Fish Called Wanda. I forget. It was something about a zoo. Oh, I bought a zoo. Yes. Starring uh, Matt Damon as Kevin Klein and the lion as John Cleese. Oh, yeah. That's why it didn't work out. Because uh, lions are notoriously terrible in the set. Yeah. they And they have they do really bad British accents. Hello, oh, boy, no. Yeah. Stupid lions. Mine was an example of a good... Oh no, I got that. Okay. I I thought I thought for a second Gary Oldman had walked in. That's someone everybody thought was going to be big. I don't, I don't know. People talk I, about like Gary Oldman. They're like, I don't even recognize him half the time. I'm like, what are you talking about? I recognize him every time. I mean, he does a good job of acting, but it's not like I don't fucking recognize him. Maybe you need to you have that like disorder where you don't recognize facial features or something. I I recently and by which I mean today, read the same thing about Daniel Day-Lewis. People saying, Daniel Day-Lewis is such a great actor, I don't even recognize him from role to role. I'm, what are you talking about? The I guy, think I, 
basically I, Al Pacino's it a lot of time. I mean, he's good, but like he goes a bit overboard. I don't know. I wouldn't go that far. But he, did you see Gangs in New York? No, I didn't. Oh yeah. All right. I didn't see Lincoln, so I mean, I guess kind of hard to play Lincoln as manic. But there will be blood. Same thing. I, you know, I think he's very, like, extremely emotive. I don't know how you say he disappears into a role where you can't recognize him. He's good when he's not going over the top. But can, is is there an actor you can think of who actually does disappear into to a role and you don't recognize him? No. Okay. That's the so, thing. I I. Yeah. It doesn't exist. Yeah, I think it's kind of ridiculous. So Kevin Klein's daughter is some kind of singer-songwriter. Have you heard of her? G- Greta, Greta Klein, better known by her stage name Frankie Cosmos. Frankie Cosmos? Mm-hmm. No. No, me neither. No. Maybe it's good. She 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 goes by the DIY ethics of K Records in the early ni- in the early 2000s New York City anti-folk scene. Oh, I mean. I might check that out. I mean, yeah. that might be something I'd be into. I know Phoebe Cates has like a, uh, a clothing store in Manhattan that I guess she actually works at. So you really? Can, yeah, you can go say hi to Phoebe Cates. Yeah. I don't want to share, but I do want to say hello to you. Get out. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure she has to kick a lot of people out for who bring up fast times at Ridgemont High. And how much they masturbated to her. And she also has to kick a lot of people out who bring up Home Alone because she wasn't in it. Yeah. Got screwed out of that part by Macaulay Culkin. Wait, was she in Gremlins? I feel like she was. I, I, I'm, I'm looking at her, her, her list of movies. Oh, yeah, she was in Gremlins. I was going to say, I'm looking at her list, and it only lists Gremlins 2. But no, she was in both. Oh, spoiler alert, she survived this first Gremlins. Thanks a lot. She was <laughs> she was also in Lace. And Lace 2. Lace? She, she, she survived the first Lace. Was that like after Cagney and Lacey broke up, and she just she just shortened her name? She was like a, a cop, a renegade cop? Like a dirty hairy cop. I I don't think so. I think it was they were trying to jump on the the, the big the big money that the sitcom Grace was making, so they just made lace. Hope people would uh, make a mistake. Are you talking about Grace Under Fire? No, never heard of that. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. There's always people I think are going to be big stars, and they know. Like I thought, uh, dude. My brain is not fucking working. Um, he did the uh, the Chuck Barris movie. Do you know who I'm oh, talking about? Oh, that's the guy I was confused with Gary Oldman. I was trying to think of his name earlier. All right. I know who you're talking about, yeah. but I have to look it up. Uh, I'm going to look it up. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, right? Mm-hmm. He was also in Moon, which is would be easier to type in, so why don't I just do that? He was also played Zaffold Breeblebox in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the, Guide to the Galaxy movie. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. Which is a very underrated, great, great fun movie. I think it was it was too geeky for regular people, and it wasn't close enough to the source material for geeks. But I think everyone should go see it because it's a very funny, well well put together movie. And I'm glad that Martin Freeman's gone on to be famous for other roles because I I was a little afraid that was going to kill his career. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Sam Rockwell, by the way, is the that's person it. we're I, talking about. I don't confuse them. Like, if, if I see them right next to each other, I know who's who. Right, but right. Sometimes I'll see your Sam Rockwell, and I was like, oh, that's Gary Oldman. Nope. Well, they might they, be brothers. They both kind of uh, disappear into their roles. Yeah, no, they do. Um, and blah, blah, blah. Sorry, I was I was looking something else up um, for my for my recommendation today because I... I realized uh, I got to make sure I know what I'm talking about. But yeah, no, yeah, he's good. I don't know. I guess it it always kind of goes in cycles anyway. Like there's always a few really big actors who get all the parts and then, you know, and then it gets passed on to the next generation. And generation in Hollywood is like, I don't know, four years, I guess. I think the thing with someone like Sam Rockwell or Gary, Gary Oldman is that when they're such good actors, they can do the character roles really well. So they can go, I don't know if people really mean they disappear into parts, but they're able to play parts that are entirely different from each other. They don't get typecast really easily. Right, right. And I think that's helpful for their careers, but it's maybe not helpful for them to become leading men. Major, yeah, no, but it's good for longevity. Yeah, yeah. Although I haven't seen Sam Rockwell in anything recently. But let's check his IMDb page. What do you got he going? was in the way, way back a couple of years ago. I didn't see that. I heard great things, though. Oh, yeah, he's working. He's going to be in uh, the remake of Poltergeist. Um, yeah, he's got, like, five things in the can right now. Yeah, he's he's not hurting. Yeah, I mean, you know, by the can, I mean his toilet. He really needs to flush. Sam. Wait, Marvel one-shot, all hail the king. He was the bad guy in an Iron Man movie, so uh, they do one shots for some 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 DVD releases. They do just look little. Oh, I see. Little shorts for the yeah. extras. Right. They didn't do. Apparently, they didn't do it for Guardians of the Galaxy, so they don't always do it. Oh, is that out on DVD? Hmm. Oh wow. Oh. oh. We got got a new message from our friend Amy. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, I'm not going to read this on air. We got one too, or you got one. I got one. Oh man! Fans of the show don't write me; they just write John. That is not true at all. Uh, fans of the show don't write either of us. Let's let's be honest. I you could you could have given that up, and then people would have felt bad for me, and they would have started writing me, and then I would have ignored the emails. But at least they would have been there to be ignored. That's true. I wasn't thinking. I, as usual, I was only thinking of myself. My beautiful self. Yeah, hey, it's 2015, man. And you know what I say. Go fuck yourself, 2014. You big piece of shitty ass butt. It was an alright year. It's not too bad. I started school. Oh, yeah. How did your your final semester for 2014 go? aced it that's good look man i'm not i'm not one of these 18 year olds who has no time management skills you're just a a 45 year old that has no time management skills. exactly exactly i think everybody catches what i'm saying here uh yeah no it was it was easy and you're starting right up again the next semester yes would be nice to take a semester off, but you know, I, who knows when I'm going to die? 
So I, I got to get it out of the way before that happens. Well, didn't you basically just take off about 100 semesters before you started school again? I kind of did, yeah. So I, I guess it's really a bit selfish of me to want to take off another one. I'd agree. After only completing three. Oh, you, I guess that you didn't take the summer off, so you really are yeah, pushing I, through. I'm hardcore, man. And once you're finished, you're going to say goodbye to this podcast and never come back on. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know if that'll have anything to do with school or not. You don't have a, a clear idea what the timing is when you're going to give the whole process the pinky finger and say goodbye. Well, hopefully I'll be able to like do the audio on this podcast on, on like futuristic Pro Tools equipment. And, you know, I'll put like, I'll make all your, all your words slurred and uh, I'll put a, big booming echo on everything I say. So no, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. In my mind, the futuristic Pro Tools equipment looks suspiciously similar to the software used by Tom Cruise in the movie Minority Report. Dude, I wish I could remember that movie better. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, have you seen this uh, show uh, Black, Black Mirror? No, I'm hearing nothing but good things. Have you watched it? Yeah, it's all it's okay. I mean, it's not the greatest thing ever, which you would think from all the all the praise. It's good. Um, it's interesting. It's an anthology series um, out of Britain. So, and people compare it to the Twilight Zone, but it's not really. I mean, I guess because it's got somewhat sci-fi themes and it's an anthology series, that's the comparison everybody's going to jump to, you know? Yeah, that's so. But I mean, that's all you need. Because Twilight Zone went all over the place, so yeah, yeah, and it, this one is it, goes, is it a is it a like a singular vision? Like Twilight Zone was pretty much Rod Serling and nobody else. I yeah. mean, there's other writers in there, but he was he was he was directing the, the ship. Is that some, is Black Black Mirror or something like that? Yeah, it is. Which I think most most British shows are generally singular visions, um, right. which is why they do so few episodes. You know, be, because they got the one dude doing everything. I thought that this might be a difference since it was a, uh, a anthology. But so, do you know who it is? Does has he done anything else? I don't. I don't know offhand. Um, but you know, that's the magic of the internet. Uh, Black yeah, we... Moon. I know that John Hamm asked to be in. Uh... Oh, that's why isn't he actually asked? I saw that he's going to be in a, an episode this season. Yeah, he's in like the Christmas episode, which I haven't seen yet. Yeah, oh, the so Christmas episode, okay. Charlie Brooker. Uh, is is the creator? Let me see. Um, let me see what else he's done. Oh, he's what? the guy, he's the voice of uh, Roger Rabbit. No, he uh, he started in print. Um, right. For P- PC Rabbit. Zone magazine. He wrote what? Oh, Roger Rabbit. Um. Oh, and he. I guess he acted. That's the voice Oops. of Roger Rabbit. Told you. Yeah. No, I don't reckon. I mean, it's Wait, all. Wait, did you say he started in print? With PC Magazine? Yeah. Oh. With, that's, uh, that's where most most uh, great writers start, PC Magazine. PC Zone Magazine. Oh, okay. So one step above. Yeah, I don't recognize. It seems like it's all British stuff, so. You know, we've been feuding with them since at least 1812. I try not to keep up too much. Except for Duran Duran, who are, write gorgeous melodies. How can you deny them? Uh... Yeah, no, it's a it's an interesting show. You should watch it. I think you would like it. 
I'll check it out. It's it's on Netflix. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And the Christmas episode's on YouTube. So. Really? That's for free. For now. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you know what? I didn't even check, but I'm assuming. Like I said, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, like that that uh, movie, the interview was on YouTube, and I was like, oh, that's neat. They're giving it to for free, but no, you had to pay six dollars. Yeah, I'm sure you can find that somewhere. For yeah, I, I just I just thought it was interesting, and I thought I'd watch the first five minutes and get bored, but I didn't even watch the first five minutes because I didn't feel like paying six bucks. No, I mean, yeah, it looks like a really dumb movie. It's unfortunate it, you know, it had to go through this shit to so that people can feel like they're doing something for free speech by watching it. Because I don't really have any interest in watching it, but I also don't have any interest in being told I can't watch it, so... But on the other hand, realistically, I don't know what me paying $6 to see it is going to really do in the big picture, you know. And in the long run, I I don't know how long, the, when the studio announced that they weren't putting it in the theaters, how why they didn't say it was going to go to streaming, because that's pretty clear they were going to do that. Yeah, except they explicitly said they weren't going to do VOD and stuff. Oh, they did? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, we talked about it in our last episode. Yeah. Sorry, I don't remember every word you say. Actually recorded before the whole thing happened, but yeah. I've read more and more like security experts say it's not North Korea, so it's really interesting how the FBI is doubling down on that. I know. I've, I've been reading the same things. I mean, who knows? It seems, It seems like some some like anonymous type group trying to blame North Korea more than anything. Yeah. And if it was North Korea, wouldn't they have up their, their elite hacking skills to take down YouTube? Yeah. You would think, except we keep shutting their internet down. Uh, yeah. Yeah. How was your 2014 overall? Not that good, but 2015 is a new year. It was actually, that's overall, I'd say it was good. There's some major bad stuff, but mostly there's a lot of major good stuff too. So we'll call it, we'll call it good to be positive. Yeah, it was all right. Um, trying to think of anything else major that happened. Nothing really. Watch a lot of TV. That's a good sign of a good year. Yeah, well, then I've had good years since I was nine. <laughs> you started late. Were you living in a house with no TV? Oh, I think before then, you know, it was my parents dominated the one TV in the house, and you know, they all be watching Emergency and shit or whatever was on uh, back then. Happy days. They're here again. It's 2015. You're right. Yeah. Somebody should reboot that show. But have it set in the okay. 80s. No, that doesn't work. It has to be, oh yeah, the 80s, 30 years. Yeah. I thought I, thought I was going to be surprised and say the 90s. No, you're probably no, wait, right, no, though. It, it should be the 90s. It would be the 90s, because Happy Days started in the, in in the, the 70s. 70s yeah. Or yeah, the 90s. And Fonzie would be very grunge. Oh, yeah. Fon- yeah, Fonzie would be all grunge. Uh, Richie would be like Urkel, I guess. Ralph Mouth would be exactly the same and actually played by Donnie Most. Yeah. Potsy. That's a tough one. Maybe uh maybe uh Kevin from the Wonder Years would be a good Potsy. Kevin then, or Kevin's older brother? Oh god. Wayne. No, I can't 
I can't take too much of that dude. Potsy wasn't that annoying <laughs> and douchey. He was, yeah, I would say Kevin. And then uh, uh, I'm sure he has a real name, but uh, oh, Fred well, Savage. We're gonna, we're, we're gonna cast people from other shows that were set in the past. Let's let's put Topher Grace in there somewhere. Topher Grace would actually be a good Richie. Yeah, he would. Uh, he hasn't been doing much lately. I say Terry Crews as Mr. Cunningham. <laughs> Anything Terry Crews is in, I'll watch. So, yes. Uh, Big Al. Uh, uh, Nick Offerman will play the owner of the restaurant. Oh, yeah, he'd be a good Big Al. But then but then Arnold, you have to remember, too. Uh, Margaret oh. Cho. Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, John Cho. Oh, it's good to see him get work. After oh. he's cruelly killed. Yeah. Sick. That show wasn't bad. What show? So oh, the show is, yeah, the show, yeah, that was pretty funny. I like John Cho. Uh, Viv and I were talking about it. I think he deserves credit because I think he's like really broken out of the Asian stereotype in actors. Mm-hmm. Like what, He gets roles just as a person rather than as the Asian dude or whatever, you know, he never has to do the silly accent or anything. I think it helps that his, as far as I know, his, his big first role was that Harold such Kumar. A sto- yeah. Such a stoner. Yeah. Yeah. So stoner role. It, 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 it was not in any way a stereotype. Right. That's a really funny movie. I, I, I haven't seen this. I think I've seen the second one, but not the first one or maybe vice versa, but it was, whatever one I saw was really funny. Yeah. I was surprised at how funny it was. I mean, there's still like some shit jokes and stuff, but uh, it was it was a good, funny movie. Well, my experience with it was really weird because I had known this woman who loved the movie and was going on and on about it when it when like the week it came out, and I think it was I don't think it was a big studio release. I think it was kind of small, and how she described it was like friends of a friend told her about it, and she went to the opening weekend, and but the way she described it was a small film, and I was thinking like an art film. And, and then I see it, and it's it's really funny and really well worth praising, but it's not an art film. Not no. an art film, more of a, not so much of a... a it was a like small-budget comedy, I would imagine. Was, yeah, not so much of a small-budget comedy, but like a Kevin Smith, like, thoughtful comedy, early Kevin Smith thoughtful comedy. Yeah, and uh, gave us the return of NPH. Yes, but that's, that's right, that... that that's before anything else. Well, he was doing Broadway, but what? that's be- his his uh, his more return to the screen. Return. Yeah. yeah. And then he did How I Met Your Mother, and now he's more popular than God. He's hosting. He's not hosting the Tonys this year, so there's rumors that Colbert will host the Tonys. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, I think the there's a couple people places, or maybe just one, but I read that they're going to try to get him out in the public a lot playing playing himself so people get used to him before he takes over for letterman apparently he came out on stage while letterman was doing a speech at the mark twain awards i think they're called the kennedy center honors yeah. where they and he came out and letterman just turned over and said i'm not ready yet which is kind of funny yeah that's a good line i don't know how it was executed maybe it was executed really poorly or maybe he was actually angry that he was out there i don't know probably but in my mind, it's funny uh yeah, Colbert, Colbert will be good. I've watched the Tonys a few times, which is funny because I have not seen any of the plays ever. <laughs> I've watched 
I've not watched the whole thing, but I've watched bits and pieces that people have selected where Neil Patrick Harris has done awesome things, but that's about it. Yeah, I I see. I mean, it's really the most ridiculous of award shows because those Broadway actors are so uh, melodramatic. <laughs> it's great. I like watching their speeches. You must like the daytime Emmys, too. I've never seen the daytime Emmys. I don't think it's possible to see them. Yeah, I don't think they air them. You have to well, go to the Pally Center. Yeah. And who's got the uh, time? Amy Poehler and, and Tina Fey have a movie coming out, right? Yes. I don't know anything that? about it beyond that. They're in it, and that's all that matters. I'm there. Although yeah. Baby Daddy wasn't awesome, but it was still funny. Baby Mama. Oh, Baby Mama wasn't awesome, but it was still funny. It was funny enough. I mean, it was, you know, eh. I, Maybe nope. I should see it again, because I think when I saw that, was that was the first thing I'd ever seen Amy Poehler in. I think I was expecting more from the two of them in that, and it, and it was just kind of a run-of-the-mill comedy. Yeah, yeah, that's how I reacted. I think I, I think Tina Fey was that was like after the first season of Thirty Rock. Yeah, so I knew her, but I didn't know Amy Poehler because I never watched Saturday Night Live when they were on it. Oh My really? Loss. Yeah, they were both pretty good on that show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What else? 2015 already. Um, Seems like only yesterday it was still 2015. Yeah, seems like only yesterday I was still writing Year of the Monkey on my checks. That's an old stupid joke that doesn't even work because Chinese New Year has not come around yet. Um, but do you really write Year of the Monkey on your checks? Yes, no matter what year it is. The more surprising part is that you still write checks. End of the 1990s, friend. Pay things I, online. I know. It, it's still, like, it's not to the point that I get annoyed, but it just baffles me when I see people writing checks at the supermarket and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, it probably doesn't make the line last any long. Well, it does if they wait till the last minute to bring everything out, but it's just so so weird. Why are you writing a check, lady? There's a, Yeah, there's a card reader right there. If you got a check, you got a debit card, so... <laughs> Uh, people, and it's and the weird thing to me is not that the the person's like if it was an old lady, I would say, well, this is what she's. It's usually not. It's usually someone that's my age or younger writing a check, and it's really weird. Yeah, it's it it is weird. Maybe they're just check kiting. They just <laughs> don't have the funds. Uh, what what cracks me up is on those uh like the credit card things where it has you sign on the screen, mm-hmm. and then it's like. Do you accept this signature? Like, how OCD are you going to be to be like, oh, that signature is kind of off. Let me, <laughs> Let me fix that. my eye. But it doesn't have quite the heart that I like to put on the top of each dot. Yeah, that's a weird, a weird-ass thing. Um, we'll take we, a break? Yeah, we'll take a break, and we'll talk about uh, what's coming up in 2015. We'll make our predictions for 2015. How's that? Oh, whatever. We'll see what we'll do. We'll be right back, everybody. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shanmiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's greyhound racing, steeplechasing, the Reformation trans. 
back me too i said we oh i thought you meant the mouse in your pants that's not a mouse right it's a terrible um yeah i don't know what we're gonna talk about 2015 predictions actions 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 i predict the boyhood will win the best film man i yeah i would like to think so um I don't know. I don't know what else it's it's competition as well. Now we have the interview, so maybe that's all shot. Oh, uh, yeah, but that'll probably win like best best uh, screenplay and best director, but I don't think it'll win best film. Yeah, probably not. I think I think Boyhood has everything going for it that it should win. I don't know if it'll win best director. It probably should, but I don't know if it will, but I think it it has enough it's interesting enough that it will it will go beyond being like not a big Hollywood movie to 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 get enough interest from the voters to win. So I, I'm going to, that's going to be my prediction. It's also my hope and it's also my opinion, but it is also, it's going to be my prediction. Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't really have any actual predictions for 2015. Oh, you're the one that said predictions. And I, I know you fell right into my trap. Uh, highest grossing movie for 2015 will be Jurassic of the galaxy. Oh, 2015 Jurassic world or Avengers age of Ultron. Oh, that's probably a better pick. Shoot. Yeah, because I don't know. I, I guess people like those Jurassic Park movies. I thought they were kind of dumb. Well, the first one I liked, and the second one was horrid, and I don't even think I saw the third one. So, people being me, and I am dumb, but I think Chris Pratt is 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 uh, box office gold. But I think you're right about Avengers: Age of Ultron. That's going to make humongous money. Have you seen the commercials for this sniper movie? I've heard them in the background. Yeah. Adley Cooper. Yeah, it's really weird. I, I hate when they the commercials try to be arty and they don't give you any real info on the movie. Do you think that means that the movie isn't very good? I can't imagine. I think I, I mean, think Clint it's Eastwood... been critically acclaimed. Clint, okay. Clint Eastwood movies kind of suck though. Like, do they? Yeah. No, not all of them. Though. Not all of them, but like, he's definitely not. He doesn't hit it out of the park every time. He. I swear to God, that Gran Torino was so fucking awful. I didn't. I, the only one I've seen that he's directed is the the cowboy one, which is is incredibly good. Unforgiven. Unforgiven. Yeah, that's. I, I I think if he didn't direct any other movies, he would have been a great director based on that movie. I might have seen Mystic River. That's him. So Tim Robbins does. That's right. We've had this discussion already. Tim Robbins doesn't direct movies anymore, and I don't know why. No, like I said, I think he he does plays. So yeah, I, I think that's he's right. still involved yeah. with the that theater company. Um, so, as, but uh, how about the boxer movie with with um, Hillary Swank? I didn't see Hillary it. Swank. Yeah. Okay. It seemed a bit heavy-handed. Um, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think Clint was necessarily good at subtlety. Which is, I think that works for. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how. I'd like to see Bradley Cooper do a, a dramatic role where he he does a good job and it's it's not it's not it's not based just on his like being funny because he can be really funny. But yeah, I, I'd like to see how he just comes out on just a full on dramatic role. Oh, you should watch Alias. 
Did you ever see that show? No. Oh. Bradley Cooper, rising star. Overtook Jennifer Garner. I think we it's fair to say. I I'd agree with that. I was trying to be disdainful about Alias, and I'm not sure it came across. And I'm oh, not it sure came why. Across. Did it? That's good. It was another one of those shows, kind of like Revenge, that like starts out interesting and then just gets ridiculous. Is that at, where as that, it goes on. that's the show that J.J. Abrams got famous with, right? Yeah, that yeah. one and Felicity, I think. Oh right, yeah, and that that's a show that the first season it was a huge hit, and then she cut her hair and it went off the air. Well. Let that be a lesson to everybody. Nobody likes women with short hair. Nobody. I do. Nobody. Oh, going on our theme of 2014 being, well, you, you, your words were 2014 was the year of the woman in film. Going, going by that, uh, fan of the show and frequent guest star wrote, wrote to me on Facebook and recommended a Lake Bell starring uh, the, the what is it called? The world in a world in a world. Yeah, we talked about it before. It's all yeah. right. She said it was very good. Are you going to mention this person's name? Jessica. Oh, okay. I actually thought I did. No, nope, you said fan tired. of the show and frequent guest. <laughs> Sorry, Jessica. She knew who she was. Well, sure. When she said she recommended that movie, um, yeah, no, you should see it. It's it's good. It's very low key. Not great. That- that was on my list with Obvious Child for similar reasons that I like the main actress. Yeah. Do you watch uh, Children's Hospital? I love Children's Hospital. I'm the one that told you to watch Children's Hospital. So thanks for forgetting me giving you a, a USB drive filled with Children's Hospital. I did totally forget that uh, because I don't think it actually happened. <laughs> I did. When I was in New York, I gave you a flash drive. It had every episode of Children's Hospital on it. Are you fucking with me? No. Where the hell did I put that flash drive? I don't know, but it happened. Oh, man. I'm going to have to go in for a rectal x-ray now. Shit, that's probably where it is. But I missed last season. Because when, like, I think we changed cable companies, so I didn't remember to reset all my TVR things. Oh, yeah. And Children's Hospital is not something that gets lots of advertising. So it came and went before I had a chance to tape it. I think it might be on Netflix. I'll have to catch up. And it's really a time investment to watch that show. Oh, I know. Those 15-minute episodes. 10-minute. They get really good guest stars, too. Every, everything. That's a really fun show. Yeah, speaking of happy days. Happy days. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. I was, he played such a... He, he's, he, I guess he enjoys playing creepy roles. <laughs> Why would he? <laughs> supposed to be a really, really sweet guy. Yeah, he's supposed to be like the nicest guy in the world. So it's... I'm sure it's more fun for him to be a creep. Yeah. Um, yeah. We were dang. talking about Arthur Fonzarelli. Yeah, in case anybody... Well, I don't... Yeah, I doubt anybody thought we were talking about Donnie Most. Whose album you can buy on iTunes. And uh, Amazon. Digitally. It's got to be great. It's bought. I, uh... I was listening to, uh... Arthur Fonzarelli on uh, Nerdist, and uh, he said, like, at the time when Happy Days was really big that uh, they approached him to do an album, and he was like, no, I can't sing, but they, like, <laughs> really wanted him to do it, and he's like, how about if I pick some songs from the 50s, from that period, and, you know, and these will be, like, Fonzie's picks, 
And so that's what they ended up doing, just like some compilation album. But I don't know. I have to admire him for that, too. Yeah, and his idea was pretty clever. Yeah, well, and because they were like, oh, don't worry about it. We can record you one note at a time, you know. And he was like, <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. I really like Nerdist. They get great guests. I think Chris Hardwick is a very good interview, but I can't stand the laughter in the background. Yeah, it. Uh, I I will listen. It's not one I listen to all the time. I'll listen depending on who the guest is. Um, but that's the thing. Sometimes I'll listen to to a guest that I don't think I'll find interesting, but I do. So I don't like to not listen, but I can't. I just wish they could just talk and say funny things and not laugh at themselves over. And I mean, I'm sure I laugh a lot at funny things, but just just tone it down a little bit or turn the because get off mic. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's not like he's really on mic that much. Oh well. It's a very popular show. and must be in the minority. Yeah, I find... I don't know. I can find him to be a bit fawning. Yes. Um, which, which, like, a bit too much. That's It's fine to be nice to your guests. Like, there's no reason to, like, grill them. Uh, but, yeah, but sometimes that, that annoys me. It, well, I, I do that with uh, Mark Marin too. Like, depending on the guests. There's some... And I've listened to some guests that I didn't know that were really interesting. Mm-hmm. But then there are some guests that I just know I have no interest in. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> Marin or not Marin, uh, Hardwick had Sam Raimi on recently, and they, <laughs> he was attempting to be funny, and Raimi wouldn't let him. He said, he said it was something like, uh, and some of my movies were bad, and Hardwick's like, well, you don't have to say bad. I, <laughs> he was trying to like soften it, and then <laughs> and Raimi's like, okay, let's say awful. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's not wrong. I mean, no. At least he's at least he knows. Like that's good. He's not. Oh, he 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 knows full well that Spider-Man Three was not a good movie. Yeah, he doesn't need to have his ass kissed. Why should he? Yeah. No, he. That's a show that's coming. I think it's coming out this year, and it's going. It probably is going to take forever to watch it because I don't have stars. But there's an Evil Dead show starring Bruce Campbell. That's yes, coming. I heard. I actually am kind of excited to see that. Yeah, I think it'll be fun, and I, I. I <laughs> I don't think I've seen anything that Bruce Campbell's been in that I haven't enjoyed. So, Burn Notice. I mean, Burn Notice. This was a fun show. Never seen it, really. Seen well, you're lost. Bits and pieces. Um, it's it's kind of like MacGyver with more violence, but I I think all the act and it's not super well written, but they they got good actors in the parts to play. They had a couple really good evil guys, like the guy from. Um, Oh, you're not going to know the show. There's a guy in Grimm. It's a show called Grimm who's an excellent actor, and I'm glad he's he's landed a role in that show that's semi-popular and people really like him. But he was in Burn Notice as a, as a bad guy, and he did a really good job. Harvey Corman? Yep. And the guy from uh, another show you don't watch, but the father from Raising Hope was in that as a bad guy and, again, did a really good job. Oh, uh, Dylan McDermott and Mulroney. Mm-hmm. Wait, I do actually know that guy, Garrett Dillahunt. Yeah, he's he's it's. I think he's a great actor, and the guy from. Yes, have you seen Tombstone? Not not Tombstone. God damn it, Deadwood. Oh, he's in that. Yeah, he's in Deadwood. Well, that's cool. I'll, I need to watch that. So no, I haven't seen it. The guy from Grimm is Silas Weir Mitchell. That's that's not his name. Um. Nobody's. Who's named Silas nowadays? Well, he was born before today. You know, just he? come, come. Oh, he was he was in an episode of The Shield, so you might know him. I very well might, probably not. 
Yeah, it's like naming a girl Gertrude. That doesn't Gertie? Work. And, or like, even, I don't know, Rick. Like, Rick's not a good name for a baby. Well, this is short for Richard. You know, you don't name, you don't give people nicknames when they're born. I guess that's true, yeah. I, I would just be freaked out if I'd been a baby named Rick. If somebody was like, oh, this is my baby Rick. I would be like, well, do you want him to be a date rapist? Why don't you call him Richard? What's wrong with you? Or Dick. So I had, uh, someone you know had a baby, or he didn't have a baby. My old roommate from California, his wife had a baby. And I saw it on Facebook and it was that right dude found my... somebody to fuck him? <laughs> Big fan of the show. And uh, uh, I was going to say, Oh, so it happened right after my sister died. So I didn't. I mean, I I saw it. I saw it, but I was just, I had other stuff going on. But finally, I sent a package out. Said, Congratulations! And here's a little book for the baby. Blah blah blah. And I addressed it, baby, baby Evie, and their address. And then I, a couple weeks later, not a couple, I forget how long later, but I got a, a Christmas card from them and included, and also I got a baby announcement card and included lots of cute pictures of the baby and the baby's name, which was Amelia. So I couldn't figure out where I got Baby Evie from. So I wrote them a note and apologized for getting the wrong name. And then it turns out that uh, their cat's name is Evie. Oh, well, you're you're on solid ground then, I feel like. <laughs> Am I? Yeah, they're, I they're like both, they both you know, shit in boxes. <laughs> you pet them. You have to take the ticks off of them. Yeah, yeah. So what I really should have done is, said, you know, I hope you didn't give the baby that book. I sent it specifically to the cat. Yeah, I, well, I hope they gave it to the cat. Mm-hmm. Babies can't read. I read when I was six months old. What, what was the first book? Great Gatsby? No, I, that was Below Me. Oh, Ulysses. That was a Below Me. Oh, Jesus. You were, you were reading like... Uh, uh, String theory? I guess that wasn't around when you were a baby, but anyway. <laughs> I wasn't real sure what you'd come up with that was above Ulysses. But I was really looking forward to it. Oh, uh Danielle Steele. Danielle Steele. Ah, Danielle Steele's my heart. Um yeah, I don't. I, my mom's always telling me shit I did. Oh, you did this when you were six months old. Oh, you did this. When, I'm like, I don't believe her. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like you. I, I don't know. You try to build me up as something when I like I was really smart when I was a kid. But like, who fucking cares? Even if it's true, like it doesn't have any bearing on anything. <laughs> I remember there was like, a, it was on the message board that you and I have read that there's a bunch of people saying I, I read this age and i read at this age and i i really wanted to go in and say well we're all reading now motherfuckers yeah exactly uh, I, we're all potty trained and we can all read um yeah I, I don't even know yeah i don't know i have not seen any studies but i can't imagine those kind of things are any kind of signifiers for future success anyway no i was talking to a teacher and she said that high school there's a big difference there's like a the intelligence of people is, is huge, but after after you get after a few years of college, if you go to college, or if you don't, after a few years after high school, it kind of evens out, and people are about the same level. Like there's some people that are way, way, way above. And right, but then everybody else is kind of 
Yeah, kind of the same. You know, it's the, the dumb kids in high school, if you talk to them now, they don't seem so dumb anymore. And I don't think it's because, the, you know, oh, I'm, I'm nicer now. It's just they're not. They, they have picked up intelligence. They have caught up, basically. Like, there's like some people grow a lot after they're out of high school and some people just just mature. Right. So. Well, I mean, age should give you a certain amount of perspective and wisdom just on its own, unless you're just a real shithead. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. So that happens. I mean, I don't know. I've I've had some high school friends add me on Facebook that I've had to delete immediately because they were uh, spouting like hate shit. But well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, oh, but I that's don't... I think that's more a political their political views than necessarily their intelligence level. You know, I was talking to someone at a New Year's Eve party and. And uh, they started talking about California. I lived in California. Oh, did you ever see anyone famous? And I told the Dennis Miller story. And she's like, oh, I love Dennis Miller. He's so funny on Saturday Night Live. And I wish he stopped talking there. And then she said, and Fox News, he's funny there too. And then I just changed the subject. Because there's really no reason to get in an argument with someone on New Year's Eve. No. You didn't throw a drink in her face? I had, I didn't have anything to drink with me. Oh. I guess I could have thrown her drink in her face. Yeah, or a chip or something. Chip, guacamole. Chip's I'm not going to scratch a cornea. Over politics. This well, is that's 2014. Why the, that's why you get the guacamole. It softens it. Oh, I see. And then she has um, delicious guacamole in her eye <laughs> that she can lick off when she gets uh, hungry for a snack. And everyone's trying to lick her eyeball. Yeah, it's a win-win. Uh, win. Yeah, that, I know. It is too bad. Like And like we've talked about before, I just... It's easier for me personally to just delete those people as friends because, you know, we're not really friends anyway. Yeah. Like, if we were really friends, we would have kept in touch throughout the years and not uh, 30 years after high school, you know, all of a sudden, oh, let's be friends again. Yeah, it's just, I, I, we talk, yeah, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Well, I just don't, yeah, I just don't like seeing that stuff on my wall. And, I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to get into arguments with people on their Facebook page and shit. Um, right. So, which I have done, and and then I usually just feel shitty about it. I got into an argument. I've once in my entire life, I've gotten into an argument on Facebook, and it just kind of puttered out. Thankfully, I didn't. It didn't go on for hours. But someone was complaining about Ebola when the Ebola patients were coming over, and they were saying, "Why would they bring this into our shores?" And it, he seemed like an intelligent, seemingly intelligent guy. So I just was like, "Dude, it's not a big deal." Blah 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 blah. And I posted a bunch of links to show it. And he's just like, "Still." <laughs> They have hospitals there. I was like, all right. Yeah, I I actually did it on a friend's Facebook page, which is even worse. Oh, that's, yeah, that's. Like, it was somebody I didn't know. It was one of his <laughs> yeah. friends. He was going on this anti-vax thing, and I, I like, oh. just went off and, and kept going off. And, and then finally I was like, you know what, dude? This is pointless, and I'm not going to change your mind, so just have a nice day. What did your friend who's... He didn't He didn't jump in, although he was on my side, you know. For I his, mean, did he care post. that you were argument, arguing with his... I don't think so. Friend. He never contacted me and, and said, hey, man, that's not cool. I'd, okay. So. Well, he did contact you and say we're not friends anymore. Yes, he did do that. But uh, he just thought that was unrelated. I thought it was completely... I thought it was just because he's always felt that I drank too much milk for an adult. So, you know. Wait, are you, are you talking cow milk or breast milk? Well, it's cow breast milk, I, so I guess both. Well, I disagree with him then. Yeah, me too. I got milk. Yes, I do. Thank you. I can answer. 
I can answer that commercial in the affirmative. That ad campaign has not existed for ever since the porn industry uh, came on the internet. What is, is there any ads for milk? I always thought it was just weird that they did commercials for milk anyway. I was like, everybody has milk in their house. Like, literally everybody has milk in their house. Yeah, it's funny. I bet there's less people drink milk now, and I don't even know if they do the ads anymore. People drink soy, soy milk. Soy milk, yeah. Almond, almond milk. milk, yeah. Coconut milk. Chimp milk. Oh. oh. Sweet, sweet chimp milk. I could drink that all day and all night. Tastes like chicken. You mean chimp meat? Oh, chimp, yeah, chimp meat. Chimp meat, oddly enough, tastes like rattlesnake, which in turn tastes like chicken. Ah, chimps. Recommendations, Asians, 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 Asians. Oh, are we up to recommendations, Asians, Asians already? Well, all right, I'm going to recommend something, uh, not not something as concrete as usual, not a certain thing, but uh, constructivist art. Uh, if you don't know what that is, I think the best way to give you a picture of it is like the the 20s art of uh, Russia. I don't know if you if that means anything to you. Not to me. But uh, but yeah, it's some really cool shit. It's kind of like it's almost kind of Art Deco-y, um, but but different from that. Uh, and just just look up some constructivist art, you know, on on Google or whatever. There, it's a lot of really cool shit. And uh, I didn't. Oh, is know... it almost like poster? Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I've seen that before. That's neat. Yeah, and and uh, I didn't know the name of it until very recently. Um, I found out, and I was like, oh, awesome! I'm gonna recommend that. So uh, that's my recommendation for this week. I think I will recommend something I brought up in. This episode, I will recommend people go see Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy if they haven't seen it already. If you stayed away from it because of reviews, go watch it. It's a funny movie. It has a good cast. It has everybody from the cast except for Sam Rockwell, who's kind of just everywhere, has gone on to do uh, things that are really popular. Uh, Zoe Deschanel is in New Girl, which is a super popular sitcom. Morgan, Morgan Freeman plays a star. He also goes by Martin, who was in The Hobbit and was uh, with... And played Watson and Sherlock, and but anyway, the actual Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy movie was really well written, very fun. Has a song by Divine Comedy's Neil Hannon that covers the whole end credits, and it's a great movie. Go see it. All right. Well, I guess that does it for our. Actually, I guess this will probably be our second episode of 2015 because I think the music... no, I think we should make this the first episode. Okay, music's going to be next week, so yeah. then we yeah. can say what we're doing. So next week we'll do. The best songs of 2014, part two. Yes. And uh, and after that, you'll have to tune in and see. Write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com if you'd like to say funny things or sad things or anything in the in between. Like us on Facebook. Rate us highly on iTunes. And if you uh, rate us highly, we all appreciate it. Yeah, if you if you rate us highly. We will send you some chimp milk. Direct from the factory. And if you write a review, we'll mention the review on the show. Yeah, three ninety nine shipping, by the way, but otherwise free. Right. Well, three ninety nine being three hundred ninety nine dollars. Well, in rubles. Please, in this economy, 
we're only taking rubles. Um, all right. Well, I guess that does it. So until next time, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.